Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and today is our bonus Q&A episode with Ken Eslick, who is the co-founder and CEO of the Leaders Lab, an executive leadership and recruiting firm, as well as the host of the Leaders Lab podcast. If you have not yet listened to our last conversation where we talked all about leadership, what makes great leadership today, what leaders can do to really drive performance and connection on their teams, you want to go back and check that out because we really dug into some really great information, advice, and stories on leadership, as well as I got Ken's advice for anyone out there who's looking for a new job, how they can set themselves up for success in uh, getting that next role, whether it's a leadership role or an individual contributor role. Today's our bonus Q&A round. And Ken, I want to start with this, thinking back across your career, and if you worked in corporate, you've run your own agency, uh, what's been your biggest accomplishment or proudest moment to date? I'm going to lump it together, but it's going to honestly just be the people that I I mentioned in the main interview. Like, you know, there's one guy that I worked with early in his career that's run on like a $7 billion business. Now I've got another one who I grabbed at the campus of Vanderbilt when he was uh, 22 years old and he's a VP in that same company. Now it's that, I I mean, I, I don't think when you look back, you'll go, it was the successful integration of blah, 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 or the 2% margin increase we had, right? It's never that. It, I feel like for me, it's, it's you know, the lives you've impacted and then the lives that they impact, you know, um, it, it's something that really carries on. And that to me is the beauty of leadership. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and there's it's so rewarding. And that's how you build your legacy as well, that people always yeah. remember you for developing them and helping them in their careers. And I ask people that all the time and they they never forget the leaders who help them in their careers. On the flip side of that, Ken, what's been one of your biggest mistakes or failures in your career? <laughs> what did you learn from it? Boy, I felt that one coming. <laughs> you know, I'm not diving in too deep on it uh, in this moment because it's more rapid fire, but you know, I had an alcohol issue that I kind of kept at bay it was bigger than people thought around it because, because that was the perception that I wanted them to think. And so I ended up leaving my corporate job. The official record said I resigned. Right. But I, I sort of led my behaviors led to that resignation, I would say. Mm. And I'm happy where I am now. I love the way that things turned out, but certainly by design, that was not the way I wanted to like, you know, exit that otherwise successful period of my life, you know? Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned you're dealing with alcohol and addiction, and and there are probably Mm -hmm. a lot of things you did that maybe you regret and and you weren't quite yourself maybe then. But is there any lessons that you take from that? Like, hey, if you've got a challenge, you need to speak up earlier to the people you work with or anything you learn from it. I'm sure there's things you do differently, but just a lesson to take away. I think for sure that I, I think we all feel alone when we're struggling. I think that's kind of synonymous almost with struggle, right? Is, mm-hmm. is loneliness or isolation or whatever. And isolation is is kind of the best friend of addiction. People go in the shadows and go do their thing. And I just don't think you realize how much you have in common with someone else. So yeah, what I've really learned or wish that I would do different, would do different next time is understand that like, we're not all that unique, right? Yeah. We're unique yeah. individually, but our problems aren't that unique. And I, I think- and the only thing that's unique about our problems is we think we're not supposed to have them, you know, and, right. and, uh, but everybody's got them. And and once you start talking about it, 
not only do you free yourself, but you allow space as a leader for other people to be vulnerable and honest about things they're going through. And it doesn't need to be just alcohol. I think me being open with alcohol might allow someone else to be open with whatever, vaping or electronics or whatever, anger or any other issue they might be having, you know? Yeah, so true. It's an important lesson I've learned over the years that I've repeated to many people is that, yeah, we do love to think that we're unique snowflakes, but right. if we have a goal, someone else has probably accomplished it. And if we're facing yep. a challenge, there's a pretty good chance that many, many other people have faced the same challenge and can pro- and have been through it and can probably help you, but they can't right. if they don't know about it, right? So you have to be willing right. to open up and share. And I think of, I don't remember if you and I talked about this, but I went through cancer a few years ago, testicular cancer, and I actually posted about it, shared it on social media. And the number of people I connected with who had been through similar experiences, including one of my fraternity brothers from college reached out and was like, oh, I had testicular cancer too. Here's what happened. Like I had no idea until right. I shared it publicly. And then we were able to connect over that. He shared his experience, which was very helpful for me as I was starting my journey. But you don't get that help unless you're willing to open up and, and share what you're going through with others. Well, because I think we're all like, we're all like living life, looking at everybody's Instagram reels. Right. right. And, and <laughs> which is all perfect. And we numb out to it a little bit. It is all perfect. It's like, oh, here's my vacation on the Amalfi coast. Here's my yeah. daughter getting a 4.0 in high school. Here's, you know, da, 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 da. and then all of a sudden someone goes like, here's me effing up. Right. And you're like, oh my God. I can relate to that, right? Yeah. That guy speaking my language because all of a sudden that that same highlight reel that highlights perfection makes us feel less than. I think all of us feel less than at times because we're watching all these other stories. Yeah. And I think when someone comes in and kind of humanizes their own experience, you go, oh, wow, I want to learn more about that. I'm not alone, right? I am part of something. I am connected to somebody. And so- I think as leaders, when we're constantly trying to hide our imperfections, yeah, we're actually setting up our subordinates for a standard of perfection that they're only going to fail, right? Like it's, yeah. a, it's the lowest possible standard. You can never make it, you know? Yeah. Side note on the, the social media. I talk about that stuff. I think about it all the time too. I, I would love to see someone post like, here's this picture of me and my wife on the Amalfi Coast. It's beautiful. But let me tell you, we argued for three hours this morning because she felt suffocated by how I planned every minute of our yeah. trip and she just wanted yeah. to relax. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what really happens on, on yeah. family vacations, right? When, when totally. people go on vacation together. Moving on, thinking about talent development and and maybe we can focus in on leadership development as you've looked at what you know companies are doing to develop leaders. What do you think is the biggest challenge that companies are facing with regards to leadership development today? I don't think companies spend enough time on it. I would say time is the biggest issue and and you could equate, I guess, money to that. I feel tech in general, I know I'm stereotyping the whole industry, does a terrible job with this because I feel like tech hires, tech is always in a frenzy one way or the other, right? It's either hire everybody before anybody can get a hold of them and we'll develop them later. Or get rid of everybody as fast as you can. Just get rid of them. And the only way to develop people, I think, is over time and with good, you know, policies, procedures, training programs, things like that. And I, I think that most companies, small companies, tend to not have the financial resources to say, look, we're going to take a company retreat here or there. We're going to do this and that. And, you know, anything that's important enough, you've got to block off for it. No matter how busy you are, like you can't not do performance reviews. You can't, mm. yeah, you just can't 
you can't like it has to come first. It's almost like when people say you got to pay yourself first. Well, you got to you got to give performance reviews first. This comes back to the fundamental thing that we were talking about in the main show about nobody's going to care about you till you care about them. Well, what does it say to someone if I go, Andy, sorry, buddy, love to do your performance review, but we just can't. We got too many things to do. We'll try again next month. And then next month I do it again. And you're like, screw you, dude. All you care about is the work. Which what you're saying is these other things are more important than you and your career. Right. Yeah. And I'm saying it over and over and over again by passing on the thing that's important. Yeah. To you. Yeah. So that that's definitely a challenge, making the time for the important non-urgent things like development and those performance conversations. Here's how important I thought it was. Sorry, not to stay on it too yeah. long. In my corporate career, there was a time frame where my subordinate leaders were not getting their performance reviews done on time for their subordinates. So I just said, okay, that's, I know you're busy. And they'd give me, we're busy end of year, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. (laughs) This sounds like kind of a a a-hole move, but it worked really well. I just said, that's fine. But we established as leaders that this is a requirement of us that we absolutely have. Yes, everybody agreed. They're like, yeah, yeah, we just can't do it yet, but we will. I'm like, cool. Since it's a requirement of us and we've all agreed to that, we've all kind of signed off on that. None of us, including me, are getting our performance bonuses until every single person in our group's been reviewed. And they're all like, mm. what? And guess what? important made, now. Everybody made time. Everybody got reviewed. Funny how know? that works magically. Yeah. Right? People do what they're incentivized to do for the most part. Exactly. And then they just knew, though, after that, Andy. So yeah, it was like, uh-oh. And that, then they started getting proactive. And then we got time. Yeah. And I'd be like, time to cut your bonus check. Are we good? We got all your reviews. Yep, they're done. Yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. You know, is, is there an exciting trend that you're following or you're excited about right now in terms of leadership development, talent development? I love... So you know, now I'm not in a big corporation anymore and haven't been for years. I've got like 20 people in my company and, and we're growing fast. And I went in to start writing performance reviews, doing the exact thing I'm telling you we should be doing. And I was like trying to create a template that reminded me of the old template from corporate. And it was very clunky and Excel-based. And, and I was like, somebody had to have digitized these things by now, right? So I went online and I started looking at online HR software. And I don't know if you've gone over any of these companies, but there's a few, but we're using 15.5 and we do, you can set up like weekly check-ins where it's like, how are you feeling scale of one to five? When did you feel most engaged in your work? When did you feel least engaged in your work? What did you learn new this week? What did you, so we're doing weekly check-ins because my entire workforce is remote and we're in four different countries. And so it's really important for us to find ways to keep everybody connected and to check in because we're not seeing each other in the office. So we're still toying with it. I mean, we're, we're all in on it, but I mean, we're, we're, we just adjusted our frequency. We were doing it almost too much where people were just like pencil whipping their answers. Cause it's like, I just did this like last Friday. Right. So now we're going to do monthly check-ins, but we just, as I mentioned earlier, did our performance reviews. We do those every six months. Yeah, totally makes sense. I, I like that. And it's cool how there's so much technology out there that is helpful if you just go find it. Speaking of that, one of the questions I was going to ask you, is there a tool or an app or a platform that you're using that helps you be more productive in your your job or your role? I'm a big fan of uh, Notion. Notion's a really good task management software. I, I use a bunch, man. We're, we're kind of a technically driven recruitment agency, I would say. So I've got about 25 probably different softwares that I'm subscribed to, but uh, but Notion's a really good one. I use uh, Zapier a lot to do integrations between software. So 
for example, my calendar and task list on a day-to-day basis resides on just Google, like G Suite, but my more complex, like project management things are on Notion. I created a Zapier integration to make Notion send the tasks when they're due over to like Google as an example. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Ken, is there a book or a TED talk that you love or has made a big impact for you or you often recommend or made an impact recently? Yeah, TED talk, now that you mentioned that. So there's a TED talk called, I think it's called like the happiness equation or something like that. The guy's name is Sean Aker. Yeah. And what he talks about is how in society we are geared to putting our happiness on the other side of achievement. In other words, when we hit a goal, then we'll be happy, right? I'll be happy when I make 100K. I'll be happy when I get the big job. I'll be happy when I meet the girl, whatever it is. But we don't do that because when we hit the goal, the first thing we do is set the new goal, right? So we're in this perpetual state of chasing and the state of chasing prevents us from our ultimate fulfillment and day-to-day happiness. That's kind of what it's all about. I love it. I watch it and recommend it like every few months to to groups that I'm involved with. I like it. I'm Googling right now. I think Sean Aker is the happy secret to better work. That's it. That's okay. it. And then there are also a couple of TED Talks called The Happiness Equation by Laura Herrera oh, no, no. and Nick no. Poutavi, it looks like. Sean Aker's your guy. The happy secret to better work, Sean Aker. Yes. Ken, last question for you, for people out there in talent development who are looking for ways to achieve more career success, what's one more piece of advice you would give? Find a mentor and model them. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Find the person doing the thing you want to do, and not just in the job, but doing it maybe the way you want it done, right? With the right work-life balance and focus on family and all of that. And People love, I did a whole episode on our podcast that came out last week on mentoring. And I got to tell you, mentors love good mentees and and good mentees are people who ask you for your advice and then do it and then come back and ask for more. And and good mentors love having good mentees. So be a good mentee, find a good mentor. Excellent. Love that. Ken, thank you so much for coming on again. Really appreciate it. If anybody wants to get in touch with you, work with you, where's the best place for them to go? I live on LinkedIn, so you can find me there. All right. Check out Ken on LinkedIn. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, make sure you connect with me there as well. Ken, it has been so great having you on for both of these episodes. Always love talking with you. Look forward to having you in our community soon and talking more with you soon. You got it. Thanks so much, Andy. All right. Take care. All right, that will do it for our bonus Q&A round with Ken Eslick, who is the co-founder and CEO of the Leaders Lab, an executive leadership recruiting firm. Ken mentioned he's very active on LinkedIn. So if you're interested in connecting with him, head on over to LinkedIn and look him up, Ken Eslick, E-S-L-I-C-K. And if you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, make sure you connect with me over there as well, because I'm sharing content and inspiration on a daily basis on topics around talent development and career development as I work with different organizations and speak in organizations to teach people how to own their career as well as interview so many great people in the world of talent development and run our membership community as well. And speaking of that, if you are not yet a member of our talent development think tank membership community, what are you waiting for? It is the number one place to go to connect with other people in the world of talent development, to learn the latest trends and really grow in your career. And we're offering a free trial right now, 14 day trial to come check it out, join our calls and see if it's something that will be valuable for you. All the information is on our website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com and just click on community when you get there, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com and click on community. All right, thank you again for listening. I really appreciate you. I hope you got value 
from this conversation and this episode, and I look forward to talking with you next time. <laughs>